Hello and welcome to this another edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us today in part one of the Lamb of God. The Word of God in the Gospel of John emphatically tells us the purpose and person of the Lamb of God. Number one, it identified, the Word of God identifies his person as Jesus Christ, the Son of God. If you have not heard part one and part two of the Lamb of God, I would invite you and encourage you to go back and listen. That way you can catch up to where we're at today as we enter into part three. But in review of part one, again, the in part one, the Word of God you know, it, it it identified the person of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and his purpose. And that was when John the Baptist saw him coming unto him. That's in Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 29. He saw Jesus coming unto him. He said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. That reveals his purpose that reveals the purpose of the lamb of god he had one purpose and that was to do something for you and i that we could not do ourselves and that was take away our sin and bring us back into a right relationship with god the father that was the purpose of jesus christ the son of god uh, and in part two we saw uh the uh, foundation of faith revealed uh, you know, the foundation of faith revealed there in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. We spoke on speculation and theory or faith. You know, are you believing all the, the hype of the scientists and their theories, the theory of evolution, and trying to figure all this out in your mind? Or are you just placing your, your faith of your heart in, in and upon Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb of God? And, and at that foundation of faith was set forth there, and we covered many scriptures there. But today, as we enter into part three, when sin entered into the world, we will begin to look at that. When sin entered into the world, and I say we will begin because there's a lot of scripture to cover here. There is no way we can cover this in one part, but I ask that you continue to join with us here at Words from the Word of God as we look at part three, when sin entered into the world. If you have your Bible, we will begin today. Uh, if you have your Bible, either your Bible or mobile device or computer, I would ask you to turn over or access as we begin today. John, uh, excuse me, Jeremiah chapter 17. I want to read there verse 9 and 10 as the Lord wills. The word of God tells us here, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. Now, if you will turn over to and access Matthew chapter 15, Matthew chapter 15, there we'll be reading a few verses here. The word of God says right here in verse 8, he says, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. And then if you go down to verse 17. Do not ye understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth out, 
goeth into the belly and is cast out into the drought. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murders, adulterers, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. Jesus was confronting the Pharisees there, and the, the disciples were asking for an explanation of what he had uh, said to the Pharisees there because he they had come to him and said that his disciples were defiling themselves by eating with unwashing hands when Christ basically says, you know, it is what comes out of the heart. And this these two scriptures that we just read shows where sin originates, and that's in the heart. And, and remember what I said. Now, the heart does not refer to the muscle that's beating in our chest. No, it speaks of the deepest recesses of our being, our soul and our spirit. When heart is referred to, the word heart is referred to in scripture, that's what it's referring to, the deepest recesses of our soul and our spirit. That, that, makes us function and that that makes us honor or dishonor God to obey God or disobey God and how deceitful it is we see the word of God reveal this to us our heart is deceitful above all things it's so desperately wicked Jeremiah says who can know it Jesus said out of the heart comes let's read these again he says uh but those things which proceed out of the mouth, that what comes out of our mouth comes from the heart, and they defile man. What defiles us? Out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murders, adulter adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. Now, turn over with me, if you can, to Romans chapter 1. Uh, there we'll be reading a few verses as the Lord leads here, uh, verse starting in verse 21, uh, and we'll read down through uh, probably verse 31, I believe it is, or 32. Let's just go as the Lord leads here. The Word of God tells us here, but that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. Their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and to creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up. Serious language here, folks. Listen. Gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up. Twice, he says right here, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change their natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also men, leaving the natural use of a woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. And even 
as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection. Implicable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Now, if you will turn over with me to, uh, let's turn over to Romans chapter 5, and here's where we'll revisit the scripture we've visited in part two the word of god tells us here wherefore as by in verse 12 of chapter 5 wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men for all have sinned for that all have sinned verse 13 uh, for unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of them that was to come. Folks, the word of God has told us right here where sin comes from. And it comes from the heart. All sin generates and is originates in our heart, in the deepest recesses of our, our being, our soul, and our spirit. That is where sin generates, it originates. But sin had a beginning. Sin had a beginning. If you remember in part one, we said there's four words that have plagued mankind throughout its history and plunged mankind in darkness uh, eternally separated from God and those those four words are Satan sin and death Satan sin and death and these we must look at and I know many people don't want to hear about sin they don't want to hear about their sin they don't want to be confronted by their sin because they don't want their their sins to be brought into the light of the gospel but for us to understand the magnitude of the gift of the Lamb of God, we must must understand when all this took place. We must understand when and how it came to be in this world. And, and we look around us today, as I was reading there in Romans chapter 1, where God gave them up, God gave them up, and God gave them over to a reprobate mind. I'm reminded of how immoral and sexually immoral our society has become as a whole, the world, but especially in the United States. It, it's, sin is ever prevalent today, and we're wondering what the answer is. The answer is the Lamb of God. So for us to understand the magnitude of the, the gift of the Lamb of God, and as Christmas approaches, where one time a year, many people will celebrate at the the birth of the Lamb of God when we need to have that celebration in our hearts every second of every day as we see sin so prevalent around us we we need we're searching for the answer saying what's 
going to happen? What's going to take place? What's going to take care of all this evil that's going around? Well, let me tell you something. He's already come, and his name is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb of God. But to understand that magnitude, we must understand where it came from, where it all began. Let me make this statement very clear. As we will read Genesis chapter 1 this morning, God did not create sin. I say that carefully, but I say it boldly. God did not create sin. Now, he created beings that were capable of sin, capable of disobeying his eternal, holy, and righteous will and putting their will above his will. We will see this in Scripture. Now, if you, if you will, turn over to Genesis chapter 1. I want you to see a few verses here this morning. I want you to see. We don't have time to read the whole account of creation in Genesis chapter 1, but I want to point out a few verses here this morning to show you that God did not create sin, and we will cover this as we go. And I would encourage you to continue to follow along with us here at Words from the Word of God as we look at Satan, sin, and death, and when sin entered into the world. But this morning, for the purpose of this morning's message, I would like us to look at Genesis chapter 1, and again, we'll look at a few verses here. The Word of God tells us here, if you will look at verse 4 to begin with, and God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Did you hear that? And God saw the light that it was good. That's one time that he mentions the word good. Verse 10. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he sees. And God saw that it was good. Verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass and the herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was after in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Now, go over to verse 18. And to rule over the day and over the night and divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And verse 21. And God created great wells and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And what does it say here, folks? And God saw that it was good. Now, as we continue on right here in verse 20, uh, 24 down through the end of the chapter, we will see day six here. And uh, God said, verse 24, he says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the the earth after his kind and it was so and god made the beast of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind what does it say right here and god saw that it was good and god said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And God created man in his own image. 
In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. Listen closely to verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. That is exceeding good, exceedingly good. And the word, and it says, and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now, as we enter into chapter two, we see God resting on the seventh day because his creation was complete. When his creation was complete, we have in these 31 verses of chapter one, we, in those 31 verses, we have the word good. Now, you've got to consider in the eyes of Almighty, holy, and righteous God, all of his creation was good. It says it six times. Then at the end of the six days, after he had created man in his own image. Now, we know God cannot lie and God cannot sin. So we know if man was created, and we will see this as we enter into chapter uh, two in the next few broadcast and then in chapter three we will see that man was created perfect he was created sinless he was created in god's image he had fellowship with god he was given purpose upon the earth uh, god had fellowship with him and gave him a job to do uh, as 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 much as naming the animals, uh, and, and they had that kind of fellowship. Genesis 3.8 talks about, you know, God's voice walking in the cool of the day. That speaks of that fellowship that he had with man one-on-one, uh, -on -one, and there was no separation. So there was no sin present uh, until Genesis chapter 3, and we will see this as we go, but we must understand when God finished all of his creation, what does it say? Now, we said it, it's used the word six times, the, the word good six times here. Verse 31, it says, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, take note, it was very good, exceedingly good in the eyes of God, the creator of all things. Remember, that speaks of God the Redeemer, God the Holy Ghost, the eternal triune of Godhead. In his eyes, in his eyes, behold, it was very good. Sin was not present in God's creation in the beginning. There was no sin. God did not create sin. But as we will find, he did create beings that were capable of sin.
He gave, he did not create robots as we will discover. We must understand the origin. We must understand our origin. We must understand when sin entered to understand and, and appreciate, fully appreciate the magnitude of the Lamb of God and Him doing something for you and me that we had no way to do for ourselves. And that was to take away our sin and repair the separation and bridge that gap of separation between us and God the Father. It would take God the Son coming as the Lamb of God and shedding every drop of his precious blood at Calvary's cross to bridge that great gulf of divide that was created when sin entered into the world. And we will see this as we go forward. Thank you so much for joining me today. I pray that this has been a blessing and an encouragement to you today. I pray that it's been some really good uh, truth from God's word. And I pray this bless your heart in some way. I look forward to the next time that we can share a word from the word of God. God bless.